Welcome to the Smart Tech Check Podcast, hosted by Mark Vina, your home for candid, insightful, and provocative conversations about the smart home, home automation, security, smartphones, PC and console gaming, and much more. Hi, my name is Mark Vina, host of the Smart Tech Check Podcast. Today is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. Black Friday and Cyber Monday has come and gone, but that doesn't mean you can't still get a great deal on a special tech product for a loved one or even yourself before Christmas, if you can find it, of course. Joining me for today's podcast on holiday tech products and how to buy them is my usual trio of stalwart tech journalists, Rob Pegarero. No, he's not in the Tommy Bahama store, who writes for Wirecutter, The Verge, and USA Today. John Quain, who writes for The New York Times, Smart Cities, and Tom's Guide, and Stuart Walpin, who scribes for Twice U.S. News and Investopedia. Gentlemen, I know you're all over the globe. How are you? Glorious and free. Glorious and free. That's Very good, thanks. Uh, great to hear. Well, I, I was not half kidding. Uh, Rob, you're on the big island, right? Uh, uh, you're just like on some type of retreat, you know, trying to get a sense of who you are as a person. Is that essentially it? <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> I am on the big island for Qualcomm Snapdragon Tech Summit, which is this gathering they, they do once a year, except last year it was virtual, uh, where they talk about their, their new initiatives. They have a bunch of analysts and journalists here, and I should note they did cover my travel costs, as they've done for most of these attendees. And um, yeah, they, they do have, weirdly enough, they choose to have this take place on a resort in Hawaii and, and not say... Uh, you know, some cheaper venue in the middle of America. I think it is actually a matter of timing. Yes. Halfway across the Pacific means it's not too out of whack for time zones in China. Well, I've been uh, to many corporate The other guys have been in uh, that uh, corporate location in, in San Diego, which is not a bad place either, but it's still not as nice as uh, where you are um, right now. And I'm sure, I, I appreciate the disclosure, but I'm sure you're going to raid the mini bar and take back about three or four hundred dollars <laughs> Worth of alcohol. Uh, Stuart, how are you? Uh, how are you? I got a couple of nice tote bags I'm coming home with. <laughs> Stuart, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was restful and just me, the wife, and a and a very lovely turkey with a recipe from Podmalakshi. That's great to hear. And John, your Thanksgiving? Uh, very good. And I just finished the rest of my uh, leftover chestnut stuffing yesterday, so I'm like. <laughs> So now it's it's actually over, <laughs> and and I'm sure the Christmas decorations or whatever decorations are up right now. That's what a lot of families do. Right after, oh, no. I did, but I did buy more lights. Just got some more lights, so I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, some smart LED lights. Yeah, I know you're probably going to pitch those products in a, a second. But well, guys, what I want to talk about today is just the whole broad topic. You know, we're in the midst of um, all the holiday buying got supply chain issues all over the place that still has not abated. In fact, Apple, um, I believe they've warned this morning that uh, they're having some um, ongoing tech issues that are causing them to uh, lower demand expectations for the iPhone. Uh, they're not the only one, of course, but I want to talk about this a bit here. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. And who is, I, I hear some like noise in the background. Is that you, Rob? No, but your audio has gone in and out a little bit. Could be the hotel Wi-Fi here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, not clear up. Well, let's let's talk about myths uh, myths about uh, buying tech products. And what I mean by that 
is that I'll start with this myth. There's a, there's a uh, perception that when the hottest price comes out, you're going to have to pay a premium price. And, you know, I have found in my experience that that's not really true. Even during a pandemic, you know, you can still get deals out there on, on things that you want, depending on what they are, of course, you know, if a, if a particular product is hot, that may be uh, an issue. But it's more the, the issue this, this holiday season, from my perspective, is more availability than it is pricing. You know, I, I, there's some still pretty aggressive deals out there for different things. And, um, you know, let me I bounce it off each of you and get your reaction in terms of whether there's a myth that jumps at you in terms of, you know, this is not absolutely true when you're considering to buy a tech product. So let me start with Stuart on that. Well, I mean, I don't know so much about myths about tech, but I think a lot of people are just find, find tech incredibly mystifying to buy because they don't know who or what to believe. Um, and I think that is always the biggest problem. I, I'm sure all of us being as tech savvy as we are and out there that we get calls from friends and relatives asking about technology and what we would consider to be easy to answer questions are still quite the mystery to a lot of consumers. So I don't think it's a myth that I think tech products are still incredibly difficult to buy for most people simply because they're not up on what the latest is. The other thing is much more of a caveat is that this time of year, you are going to see sales on a lot of older gear, gear that has been sitting in stores inventory for a while. And of course, a consumer with all the weird alphanumeric model numbers would have no idea if they're looking at a 2021 model, a 2020 model, a 2019 model. So I think those are the biggest mysteries more than myths that there are about tech buying, especially around the holiday season. No, I, I, I like what you just said, Stuart, because, you know, I uh, spent the uh, week, uh, last week with my uh, family. My mom just moved down to South Carolina. And of course, I was outfitting her and uh, her new home with every sport home gadget you could you could muster and i must have went to the best buy in bluffton south carolina there's a there's a, a shameless plug for bluffton i probably went into that best buy probably five or six times and the number of tvs that were that didn't surprise me of course because it was uh, it was there was uh, black friday the following day but i was really amazed by the number of older tvs that were on mark that if you didn't know better you know, now they were being discounted. You know, my the key for me is when you see a 75-inch TV discounted to $799, you are probably not getting, you know, the, the latest and greatest model. So I, I do think that people need to do more education because, you know, manufacturers want to clean out their inventories. Uh, what, what do you think about that? retailers want to clean out their inventories. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, John, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I think, you know, the biggest myth is that you're going to get a deal um, – this year, you know, in the holiday season on these technologies, the prices have dropped. Blah, blah, blah. That's not the case. The prices have not come down. TVs are about 10% more expensive uh, than they were. And there is that issue because of the supply chain. You're seeing those older TVs sitting in some of the stores. In fact, I was in a Target today. That was my stop. And there were some older model TVs indeed sitting down there. You know what? There weren't very many of them. Like, just think, pre-pandemic, if you walked into one of these stores, there was a stack, you know, of TVs sitting there, all different models and sizes right by the front door. So you could just walk in, pay and take it out. Not today. So uh, there, you know, there's obviously an issue with some items like that. I mean, the really popular big screen TVs. And then I agree with, uh, you know, Stuart about the other myth about technology is, oh, you just buy the latest model and that's good enough. Um, 
you know, these days people treat these devices much more personalized and it's not as easy. It's more like, uh, what size is she? And is that the right size I should get? It's a trickier problem than it used to be. Well, that, that's certainly true with TVs because I don't think a lot of people uh, spend a lot of time, you know, measuring the distance from the couch to the TV. Just can't use in a um, an eighty inch TV or a seventy five inch TV when the couch is only four feet four feet away. I mean, so I mean, it's a, it's a um, it's an experience issue. But let me let me flip that over to Rob. I'm going to get uh, Rob uh, pulled into the conversation. Glad you mentioned TV sizes. You you can definitely go wrong just buying on specs. More is not always better. Uh, above a certain pixel density, whether it's a smartphone screen or a laptop or a TV you're not going to see those extra pixels and you're just wasting money for a number that looks good on, uh, you know, the price tag on the spec sheet, but doesn't actually affect your enjoyment of it. Uh, and so that's definitely the case with TVs where, you know, right here at this event, Qualcomm was talking up, you know, our, our new smartphone chipset can record an HK, 8K HDR. With, who cares in the consumer space? You're not going to have, most people are never going to have a screen that can display that anytime soon. Uh, right. much less the bandwidth to get it anywhere. I, I tested this, a one minute of 8K footage on the test phone I tried yesterday took up uh, almost a gigabyte of storage. So no, that's not a consumer relevant feature. You should look at things like battery life. Does the phone have a headphone jack? I'm kind of getting ahead of myself with that shopping advice. Not <laughs> <laughs> quickly, just using the subject of TVs because that's always the hot, one of the hot categories during the holidays. Are you guys not re uh, big fans of recommending buy as much as you can afford, or are you in the camp of well, if a new model TV comes out, wait a year for the price to come down? You know, Stuart, where, where, where do you kind of where would you, what would you advise people? Well, I I think most people consider any TV that they go into a store to look at as good enough. I mean, I can't tell you how many people that, that you know mainstream consumers that I talk to who wouldn't know you know what banding is or or digital noise or or any of the things that you and I would look at a TV screen and go, oh, that sucks or that's great. You know, black levels. They don't have any idea. It all looks great to them. I think the key differentiator. I think that people would want probably want to look at is, and we're probably gonna talk about this later, is access to streaming. And what I have been recommending to people is look for a TV that gives you fast, easy access to the streaming channels you wanna get, as opposed to having to continually switch inputs or sign on to some service that then gets you to the streaming service. So I think a lot of this, considering how popular streaming services are, that you get a TV that makes it easy as possible for you and the members of your family to get to those streaming channels as quickly as possible. I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Stuart. In fact, I tell people, you know, when you buy a TV, yes, the, the features are big, but if you don't buy, and they're virtually all, it's hard not to buy a smart TV. You almost have to buy a, a monitor, frankly, that has, doesn't have a tuner. And those are really not optimized for a TV viewing experience. But you know, I mean, I'm just a huge fan of the uh, TCL TVs because they've got uh, Roku built into it. And to your, your, your point is absolutely uh, spot on. I mean, you're, you're going to be visiting mostly uh, streaming channels and their interface is very simple to use and they're not the only one. Amazon does the same thing with fire, with their fire TV functionality in their own TVs and, and, and they've uh, partnered with other companies to embed their interface. But 
What about you, John? What's your uh, do you, are you one of those people? Hey, buy as much as you can, or just hold off until the prices come down. Well, I mean, I have to evaluate a couple of TVs every week, and uh, I have an 8K TV, for example, and you know everything's 4K. Um, I'm much more of the proponent of buy the best picture you can, and the main reason is Roku. You know, for mm-hmm. 35 bucks, you're going to beat anybody's system out there. So don't pay attention to whether it has the smarts or not. Look at the picture. And the same thing about sound. Don't don't worry about the sound. That's something you can solve, you know, with a much more economically. Just think about the picture. Um, right. You know, Roku is great and their devices continue to lead. There's still nobody better. I mean, I like LG's WebOS on the LG, you know, OLED. So if I was had, you know, Money was no object, and I was just thinking about that. I might recommend you get an OLED, still the best-looking picture around, even given the new display technologies. And then um, if you don't like WebOS, and, and it has Netflix and everything on it, but if you don't like it, just buy a $35 Roku and stick it in the back. So right. exactly. uh, I'm, I'm down with that. Actually, the LG OLEDs have pretty good sound, surprisingly, compared to other sets. But uh, again... You know, they're, you're not going to find a deal on TVs. So just saying. <laughs> Rob, your your last comment on this topic before we get to the next one? Oh, you're on mute, Rob. Let me uh, put you, take you off. Go ahead. The whole buy as much TV as you can seems ridiculous to me. It's a TV, not a house or a car. It's not an asset that's going to appreciate in value. Uh, I agree. Streaming is pretty important. I would say look for a TV that has Apple TV built in. Since that way you don't have to, your options to stream that are pretty limited. You can buy an Apple TV box itself, which costs way more than any other streaming media player. The Google Chromecast includes that. And having Apple TV on board means you don't need to do that switching between inputs. It's also much easier to uh, cast stuff from an iPad or an iPhone. Uh, And so that's one way to cover your bases. And you still have a ton of choices since, I mean, Samsung includes Apple TV software on their TVs. So, you know, it's not hard to find (laughs) <laughs> well let us get to the next let's get to the next topic here and um so this is kind of a broad question we've been talking about a lot of tvs but beyond tvs what you know Stuart just kind of directed the conversation to you what are you what are the hot tech products that you see that beyond tvs that are the big ones that are on, on your radar screen and what should people be prepared for what are the, maybe the type of questions they should ask before they make that purchase before we talk about tips and how to get the best deal. Any any words of wisdom on that? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, quite frankly, any, but depending upon how long your shopping list, I'm a humble guy myself. I haven't bought Christmas gifts in years. Um, um, but but if, I, if I were going to, if I were going to, I would offer something, I think the best value, the gift value for the money out there are, are true wireless earbuds. You can get a really good set of wireless earbuds for less than $100, even less than $150. And I don't, even if somebody has a pair, nobody's going to open a box of a new set and go, oh, this is awful. I, you know, I'd rather have a bad tie, you know? So for me, I think, and, and they're going to be readily available. I don't think that uh, true wireless earbuds are being impacted as much as TVs are. Um, by supply chain issues, considering just how many pure, how many vendors there are of these things. My only advice, obviously, is to try to stick to name brands. Very difficult to go wrong. You've got a wide variety of of choices in terms of style, um, and whether it's 
you know, for sport and workout or whether or not just for plain listening. So true wireless earphones or even Bluetooth headphones are always, or gaming headphones, I think they're all a, a great, relatively inexpensive gift. And, and it's a product, by the way, that you'll probably use every day. Right. That's exactly right. It's something that people will use. Yeah. John, what do you think the hot... Uh... Stuart stole my idea, man. Um, <laughs> I'm running back. I, I even have, I even have some right here, you know, that, that to show. Um, I, I think that's right. I think that is a, a a good idea right now in a different price ranges for all the reasons that Stuart mentioned, except for the tie thing. Nobody wears ties anymore, Stuart. It's pandemic, <laughs> post pandemic. That's not a thing. Uh, look, t-shirts, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that where Rob is right now, that that, that ties are illegal. They arrest you. Out. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think th those are a great uh, price point, too. And there's some really good quality true wireless um, earphones out there. So, you know, go to the comparative website that has looked at several different models for the good sound, et cetera, because um, their extended battery life and everything. And as Stuart says, look, having a second pair is always good. You know, power runs out in the first one or you can't find it or you leave one in your office. It's it's a great to have a second thing. So I agree with him on that. Um, you know, TVs are still hot. Uh, they, they definitely are. And they are better than last year for all the things we said about them. Nevertheless, they are better. So that's still a good thing. It's just, it's not, um, you're not going to get the value you would have uh, previously. And I think you will in more audio products, the things that aren't selling, you know, flying off the shelves. The other thing I would recommend is that the those Roku sticks and, you know, over the top streaming boxes, uh, you know, again, it's an easy gift. If somebody isn't using that, it's not too expensive and it opens up that whole streaming thing. I mean, no one has as many uh, streaming options uh, aside from Roku. Amazon's kind of getting a few and got a few except for youtube tv that whole roku youtube spat uh I, I don't like it when customers feel like they have to do balance of power politics when deciding what streaming media player to buy because apparently google has been throwing its weight around with respect to roku right so but nobody, watch, nobody watches well, YouTube also the, TV. the youtube it's app itself TV. has been uh threatened in the latest uh plot twist no, no Rob, actually, Rob, actually, that's a good point. I, that bit me in the in the in the bottom three days ago because I got my mom a TCL TV with Roku built into it, with the promise of being able to use YouTube TV for her local streaming channels. And then I found out. I, I oh. recall, you know, she had. To, well, we had to switch to Sling TV because, they, of course, there was that problem. But I think Rob makes a really good point. Is that, and this is more. This is a streaming issue is that any time you buy these streamers or these wars that go on the background and there's nothing more frustrating when you find that I just, that um, that the uh, the streaming service is having is, is at war with with one of the content providers and they decide to just pull their content with by the way with very little notice generally and then you find that watch uh, watch something that um, that's hard uh, Rob well, I your perspective, um, are there any other product categories that you think people should add? Uh, so we mentioned streaming media players. Uh, I'm, I'm personally interested in tablets since Apple has updated pretty much the entire iPad lineup top to bottom. We've got a lot of choices there. And I think a lot of people hold on to iPads for a long time because they do age pretty well in general. Apple's good about providing software updates, but 
they do run out of space and you're not going to expand that in any way. So, you know, I am personally looking, you know, maybe not right away. I've got an iPad mini five, the iPad mini six. Uh, it's a completely new design. It does not have a headphone jack. Here we go again. Uh, but that's definitely an interesting upgrade option. Yep. And the one thing I want to get, John, did you want to say something? John? Oh, I just agree. I think that's a great, I, I forgot about the mini iPad. I really liked it. And, uh, you know, if, it, if it's available and you can get a deal on it or what have you, I just think it's a great idea. I, I you know, definitely an overlooked product. Absolutely, Rob. Well, and, and the nice thing about the iPad mini, that seems to be the product that a lot of older users, the elderly, uh, like to use because it's so small. You know, it's great for content. You know, if you just want to read a book, read, you know, read something um, in a very small form factor. Um, <laughs> the other day when we, I was in the best store, with my uh, best buy store with my mom. She goes, "What is this? Let's just talk about this iPad Pro. This really big iPad Pro." Uh, she wouldn't be able to lift an iPad Pro, the 13-inch the, the model, uh, the room, let alone uh, a computer. So it's, uh, I think the iPad Mini is actually a, a very nice holiday. Let's talk about uh, the last topic I want to hit, uh, and that is the shopping tips. Uh, we all have, uh, we all have um, kind of suggestions. You know, my big belief, whether it's, uh, especially whether it's a PC or a Ma uh, especially Macs, is that uh, one, really one of the great resources, there's a few of them, it's not, they're not the only ones, but Apple Insider has a buying guide section that they update all the time with you know six or seven of the big, big um, uh, 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 retailers, Adorama, uh, B&H, which is a, a, a New York staple uh, for retail products, and they always have deals. You know, uh, if you're willing, and by the way, I think if, if I'm mistaken, Stuart will know the answer to this question, but I think if you buy from Adorama or B&H, uh, and they ship it outside the state. They'll they'll eat the sales tax if I'm not mistaken. You know, it's a, it's a and sometimes the shipping as well, which is always nice. But, but they have these. But you know, people look, think of Apple Insider as kind of a, oh, they're only just about product reviews or product comment or it, commentary related to Apple. But they have great. Um, uh, it's just a great source for um, for pricing guides on just about anything Apple sells. What, what, what's your What's your suggestion, Stuart? Well. I, I'm leery of ordering anything online on the off chance that you're not going to get it by the holidays. I think the whole supply chain and shipping issue is now gotten to the point that if you haven't done it already, you are really rolling the dice on whether or not you're going to get it on time to wrap it and take it to wherever it is you're going to deliver it. Um, Personally, I like the, at the bottom of your list subscription services. I still think one of the best gifts that you can buy is a gift certificate to one of the streaming services. Now, a lot of them, then uh, Vulture just published a really good buyer's guide for all the major streaming services where you can buy the gift cards and whatnot. And I think the caveat mTOR for those is that in some cases you can uh, gift a, a subscription to somebody who already has one that would elongate their existing subscription. Some of them limit you to only, um, to only new subscribers, um, but you don't have to worry about it getting delivered. Most of them can be done online. You simply either give somebody a gift card or even a gift code, or even you just do it yourself and the email and the code is emailed to people. It, it removes the gift wrapping issue and, and the delivery issue. And I don't know of anybody, for instance, um, over social media talking about the get back documentary for the Beatles, how many people have been protesting that you can only get it on Disney Plus? I don't want to subscribe to Disney Plus. Well, for the Beatles fan in your family, 
you buy them a year's worth of Disney Plus and they wouldn't be happier. John? I was just looking at that recommendation. That's a great idea. Um, I think, uh, you know, my mine is about smart home gadgets and, and the Internet of Things. You know, the cameras, those are actually being offered for sale at lower prices. The, you know, webcams and doorbells and that, that sort of device. Um, the recommendation I'd have there is obvi obviously you should expect a discount on those devices this holiday season. And also look at what the subscription policy is. Do those only work when you pay $19 a month or as the model work have free online alerts, et cetera. So that, that would be my, my tip about buying those devices. Um, I am with Stuart, you know, look, I just bought some wrapping paper and I've been in the stores already. I'm like, you know, the, the online thing, normally we would have said at this time of year or any other year. Yes, of course, online, this is where you shop, this is where you go. But Stuart's right. This year, I'm seeing uh, messages come back. Oh, it's not going to ship until then. But I'm also seeing Amazon revise some of those delivery dates and say, actually, we told you the 22nd of December, but now it's going to be there on the 10th. So right. it, it, it's it's so unpredictable right now. Some, you know, maybe there'll be a drop in an online ordering, and then they won't have the the delivery problem. So it's 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 hard to tell. The stores seem full when I was out there for people shopping. So, um, but as, again, you know, look at whatever you device that monthly charge and get the one that doesn't have the monthly charge. Well, but you know, and before I flip it over to Rob, but there's one product category that you'll won't have any supply chain issues with because it's all electronic. It's ether, uh, our software <laughs> apps, you know, I'm, I, you know, and, and by the way, I, I, you, you know, depending on who the person is, I mean, there are just about every app out there, whether it's an iPhone app or whether it's a, a Mac OS app or a Windows app, all these companies have the, the, the ability to sell you that app electronically where you could actually give, give it to someone as a gift. And there's some great utilities out there. You know, give someone the gift of security. Give them, I'm not, I'm not pitching Norton, Norton Antivirus, but giving them, you know, some type of um, antivirus application. Or, or, or there's some wonderful utilities out there uh, for every major platform out there but it doesn't have to be hardware it can be software and they will get it on time they will uh, Santa Claus will not be prevented from delivering that uh, so let me uh, Rob what's your what's your thoughts on that uh, topic I keep kept getting I was trying to mute myself and then muted me back again um, so I would I would actually recommend against giving antivirus software because it's going to expire and then they will if you stop paying and whereas windows defender is pretty good actually but i actually do like the idea of cloud storage i just covered that in my usa today column give people the gift of online backup and not having to worry about so much about running out of space in their devices uh and that's pretty affordable too um what microsoft 365 granted giving microsoft 365 as a gift feels like buying somebody socks but or a vacuum cleaner. I was actually a vacuum cleaner. That's not a bad idea either. You guys, you guys are terrible. You really are terrible. <laughs> yeah, for smartphones, I want to focus on that since I'm at a wireless industry conference. Uh, I would say avoid the trap of thinking you have to buy the the flagship top of the line smartphone. Often, they're they're not always that good. You know, the the flagship Google smartphone right now, the Pixel Six. Uh, does not have a headphone jack. It has an in-screen fingerprint reader that's apparently pretty glitchy. The Pixel 5a is $200 less, 
does have a headphone jack, has a traditional fingerprint reader on the back. I just bought one for myself, largely because of those reasons. Um, and remember, because it, it's saying you're going to have to buy again in two years anyway. So do you want to spend, in the case of the Pixel 6, it is only only $600. But you get in, talk about a new iPhone, it's a lot more. Rob, John, and Stuart, thanks for taking the time to join me for today's podcast. Lots of great tips, lots of great information for people. Uh, for our viewing and listening audience, please make sure that you hit the like and subscribe buttons at the end of today's podcast. And please don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Mark Vina Tech Guy. And until next time, have a great week. Mm-hmm.